the South, a place where you feel right at home, where a slow Southern drawl can soothe even the weariest of souls. And heat is more than just a flavor. We've weathered many storms, and there's still more to come. That Southern charm keeps me going. My flood insurance helps me stay. The weather's uncertain, but I'm sure that I'm sticking around. Protect your property with flood insurance. Visit floodsmart.gov. All right, let's open up the radio side so that way we can get Bill WD40 into the chat room to lube us up for tonight's show. Matt Feinberg, thank you for coming on in. Reynard the Fox from New York. How you doing, buddy? Hi, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Kevin Gingsmore, how are you, my man? What's happening? All right, Davey, what's going on? Stargazer, free your mind. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Ms. Twinkle, how are you? Anna, thanks for coming on in. Paul F., good to see you. A. Brock, welcome back. And we are caught up with people. Our Keith Andrews in the ET Connection tonight. Yeah, we're going the distance, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So I hope you join us. I hope you have a lot of fun. Don't forget you could join our Space Travelers Club. All right, that's very important. Very important for what we do. I'm going to put the link in the chat room right here. Hi, Zora. How you doing? Good to see you. Horns up. Let's rock. of central british columbia to you listening around the world this my friends is spaced out radio i am your host dave scott sitting in the captain's chair of sor headquarters we welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on odyssey radio talk stream live and kpnl all of our archives are free please join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news wire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. We got a power show of information tonight. No UFO report because little Timmy Senor is away and celebrating his wife's birthday. So our guest tonight, R. Keith Andrews, is going to go the distance with us, having a good time tonight. So that way we get the opportunity to get as much audience interaction in as possible. Of course, in hour number three, we will also have Steve Stockton from Among the Missing. Our Keith Andrews is a monthly contributor to this show, has been doing so now for over eight years, and we love him around here. You may not get him, you may not understand him, but the one thing that Keith does is he speaks from the heart. And, you know, he's not a researcher, he's an experiencer who now uses his own experiences with everything from ghosts to aliens to help counsel those who are having their own situations happen where they do not understand. 
This is where Keith comes in. Our Keith Andrews, it's always a pleasure to have you on Spaced Out Radio. How you doing, my man? Oh, trying to keep out of trouble. So far, haven't been caught not in trouble. Well, that's good. You know, uh, everything, we should update our audience. You were in that heavy, heavy forest fire area around Kelowna, British Columbia, uh, that was taking part the last few weeks, but things have seemed to have died down, thankfully. You know, and unfortunately, a lot of people lost their homes, but you were okay. We didn't even get an evacuation notice. Of course, the whole city would have been on fire for us to get back. What's it like? Simply because of where we're situated. What's it like for people who have never gone through a natural disaster? I have. I've gone through the same thing back in 2017 and almost again in 2021. But, I mean, when you see, you know, beautiful Okanagan Lake and it has a waterfall of forest fire coming down from the surrounding mountains, what's that like, man? I, I think the best word for it is literally surreal. You know, it starts smelling. I mean, you're you're dealing with with a very poor, a very poorly um, scented for or barbecue, but the the glow at night is just it can be really eerie if you've got if you've got the right view on it. Yeah, yeah, you because know, the whole the whole night sky lights up gold, or lights up reddish gold. Yeah, and of course everybody's living on edge because nobody knows really what the fire is going to do and it keeps doing really bizarre things. Yeah, you know, so it becomes the when you're in that kind of a of a situation and twenty years ago to the day we went through it then then too. You know, so there was a lot of people dealing with with um trauma flashbacks, you know, from the original time. From the original one. But it was amazing. So many people pulled together really quickly this year. Unfortunately, there were hundreds of houses lost. And uh, God bless those people for, you know, having to restart their entire lives now, whether it's businesses or whether it's homes. But, I mean, thankfully, you didn't have to go through that, Keith, and uh, we're very happy for that. For people who are tuning in for the first time may not know your story, you were someone who has had a lifelong contact with extraterrestrials and otherworldly beings. It's not a normal life for anybody else, but it's been normal for you. And you are somebody who also really doesn't pay attention to what is going on in the UFO world, the cryptid world, the paranormal world. You just ride it out for yourself. Why do you keep away? Why do you keep away from these groups? Well, in a nutshell, and I hope nobody takes offense to it, but I'm sure somebody will. I've seen way too many times where, and to be clear, I've never seen it take place here, right? But I've seen way too many groups where they'll say, oh, we study UFOs all the time and come and talk to us. But the moment you mention that you may have had a sighting or may have had an experience, they turn around and shut you down. And I just can't, I won't deal with the hypocrisy of it. You know, I remember, I remember one group that I, that I was around for a while. And so many of them claimed to have direct, in, in direct contact with off-worlders on a face-to-face, one-on-one basis. And yet none of them recognized it when they showed up. 
you know, and I mean, I'm looking at it going like, well, if you've been dealing with them on a day-to-day basis, shouldn't you recognize what they are? But I don't myself because I see the same thing in in a lot of different groups. It's like I had to point out to somebody they were, you know, there's so much misconception, not the least of which is people pointing to the sky and saying they're invading us or they're they're here to control us and invade us. And I'm sitting there going, have you thought this out? But trying to re-educate people, especially when they get in their own head, that they know exactly what's going on, it's like banging your head against the wall. No, and and do understand, I am not better than anybody. As a matter of fact, I'll flat out tell you, don't take my word for it, do your own research. This is the way my world goes, but I don't expect people to believe it. No, I very much agree. You know, there's just no way to take the world I've got and say this way, this fits normally. When you, at least not that I've ever found. When when you uh, have gone through these experiences, do they namely happen in the daytime? Do they happen at night? Do they happen early mornings in the evenings? When do they happen? Most of the time, unless I'm in an isolated location. Most of the time it happens late at night or very weird hours in the morning. And I think a lot of the reason why I can get away with that a lot of the time is because of the fact that I live on my own. Well, I've got a bedroom of my own, and I spend most of my time in it. Right. You know, but even even my kids have said, you know, and they, they've gotten to the point of, oh, it just happened, so we just go with it. You know, it's not an easy world world for them either. How do you balance a home life being a father and dealing with, you know, children the way you have? I mean, one of your sons is uh, still in high school. Another one of your boys is well on his way to choose what he wants to do in life. You know, how do you um, balance what you've gone through as a parent to your kids. What's that like? First first rule of thumb. Kids first. Then I worry about business. So even if I'm if I'm with me on the air here, if one of my boys needs us, you know, needs me, I will I will just simply go, I gotta deal with it and I go. You know, but you do your best to keep it as normal as possible for them. You know, when when they've got have got questions and they ask, I'll just come right out and go, this is the way it is. I don't, I don't, I don't talk down to them. I just take it for granted. They're going to figure it out. And if they don't, they'll ask. Are your boys as contacted as you are? No, but my youngest is used to seeing it happen now. The eldest one has been living on his own for five years, so he missed a lot of it. Right. But they've gotten very used to the idea that the world around me doesn't work right. That's one way to put it. That is, <laughs> yeah. that is one way to put it, my man. 
you know, so for you, when you experience something, is it traditionally the same or is it uh, always something different? Um, because of the position I hold there at this point, it's quite often very similar. And what I mean by that is two different races will be having an argument or having a disagreement. And because of their own stipulations, I end up getting brought in. It's like, would you mind explaining what is going on here? Because the other races really do not adapt well. You know, you take a look at, for instance, our, you know, the, the Terran UN, right? You'll have, or any one of the governments, they'll get into an argument and there'll be a screaming match. Offworlders are a little more volatile. They'll open fire across the room and you end up replacing your, your politicians, you know, simply because they're dead. So they don't have to get reelected. You just have to remove them. And because I refuse to treat anybody or any species differently, even on Earth, I will treat a, a human the same way I will treat a pup or a or a cat or a cat or any number of animals. You know, to me, they're all the same, and don't take that the wrong way. There's obviously differences. I get but that. But more often, you know, it's more often a question of helping them understand what the other one is looking at and why. Okay, so when you have something happen, are you triggered that you know it's going to happen, or does it just happen to you? Most of the time, I can feel it ahead of time. I had an event a couple of months back. Might even be a year ago now, for all I know. But... um I stopped. I was in the middle of, of playing D and D, and I all and you know Dungeons and Dragons. I all of a sudden stopped and walked out on the deck and looked up, and my my number two son come out to me. He says, "What's up?" I said, "We got company." He never even blinked. He goes, "Oh, so you're being taken tonight?" I says, "Yeah, pretty much." You know, so do I feel it most of the time? Yes. And in answer to the question, somebody out there is sitting and asking, yeah, most of the time it is physical, right? It is physical relocation. Okay, so what do you feel? You, you said you, you know when it's going to happen. What what happens? Like, what triggers you? Um. Well, in my case, the easiest way to put it is a knowingness. But I can feel I feel like I'm being watched very intently. Is the easiest way to put it. You know, I can usually tell exactly where where the where it's sitting. And when you're outside, you gotta remember when you're looking for an, when you're looking for a, for an off-world craft, it's not always what you see; it's what you don't see or what gets blocked out that really matters. Like if you're looking at a starlit sky. And then you've got you've got stars, you know you got a star sitting there, and then all of a sudden it gets blanked out momentarily and then winks back in. You may not see the ship, but there's a ship that's just gone between you and the star. Okay. You know, and I get the same thing. You'll see the same sort of distortion amongst the atmosphere. You know, in amongst clouds. 
Okay, so is is what you feel different for every type of encounter? So if you're having an alien encounter with the greys, is it different from, say, the mantids comparatively to something paranormal or cryptid? Um, if we're talking, yeah, if we, if we lump the off-worlders under one group, off-worlders feel one way. The, you know, the spirits, ghosts, what you would call the paranormal, or more to the point, what other people tend to refer to as paranormal, okay, has a different feel to it. The easiest way to put that is if it's off-worlder, I can usually feel it in my head. If it's paranormal, as in a ghost, a spirit, something to that effect, I usually feel it on my back. As far as cryptids go, I don't get a lot of them around here. And, of course, since I stay in my house, in my apartment, the odds of having Bigfoot show up are pretty limited. I can understand that. All right, dude. Uh, Let us go right to our audience questions here. We're going to kick things off with Dirt Road because you're going to be with us for the whole show tonight, which I'm excited about. And I want to uh, make sure that we get as many questions from our audience in as possible for you. Starting off with the Dirt Road, how do you feel the aliens feel about you know, Japan and other places releasing radioactive water back into the Pacific Oceans. Quite frankly, the majority of them see them as being irresponsible because mankind already has the technology in their possession to to purify that water before they release it back out, and they're just not doing it. You know, primarily, you know, humans are chalking up to Either we don't know how to do it, which, according to the off-worlders, is just flat-out a lie. Okay. Or it's too expensive to do, which, again, is overstated. But it is a lot of work. Work how? Well, it takes effort to, to purify water properly. You know... Um, the, in all fairness, or more to the point, it takes work to set it up. Once it's up and running, a water treatment plant for radioactive water is just as easy to set up, uh, okay, as a waste, as a, as a waste, um, as a sewage, as a sewage treatment plant. It's just a different type of sewage. But once again, it's set up, they could attach one to each one to each one of the of the nuclear reactors and you wouldn't have the runoff water and the and the contaminated water left to put out. So releasing it in that kind of quantity is just plain you know, it's just very irresponsible. The sad part about it is this humans are the only race that I've run into that will deliberately or either through deliberate action or stupidity will will poison their own planet. There's lots that will poison somebody else's planet, but only humans can have, are still at the point where they deliberately, you know, poison their own. Okay, let's go to another question here. Let us go to voices. Keith, were you an outlaw in a past life in the wild, wild west named Porkchop Pete? 
I love that question because of your beautiful sideburns that our radio audience can't see. You got some uh, serious ham hocks. Wild Wild West, that would have been... I'm just trying to remember the time frame because I may well have been occupied. I'd be inclined to say no. Um, Dave, Wild Wild West, essentially that was in your late late 1800s to, to about 1890, was it not? Uh, about 1900, before the First World War. Okay. Then, no. At that time... I was actually working for the American military on the development of mustard gas based out of Chicago, Illinois. Nice. See, in 1914, I ended up prison on, I ended up in jail due to a very volatile outlook on life. I was born in 1820, in 1898. And by 1914, they had me in jail for multiple counts of aggravated assault. And, you know, when they went to put me in jail, I told them, you don't want to put me in jail because there were, there were eight other people in that, in that jail cell. I says, you don't want to put me in there. Sorry, seven others. Right. I was a big boy. They locked me up in the jail. And in the morning they came back. I was sitting there. There were, there were seven dead bodies in the jail. And, of course, the, you know, the, the war, the um, sheriff, he looks at me and goes, what happened? I says, they were a-holes. He looks at me and goes, they were? He says, but you killed them. I said, I didn't kill them. And, of course, unfortunately, the, you know, the, the sheriff looks at me and goes, this guy had his arm torn off. He bled to death. I says, yeah, I didn't kill him. Yes, I tore his arm off, but I didn't kill him. You know, the, the, to me, the bleeding to death was just incidental. But instead of going to, instead of being sent to prison, they sent me to the military. So, no, during the Wild West, I was... Order like a saint at Raising Cane's with tailgates of hand-battered chicken fingers and cane sauce and jugs of freshly made tea and lemonade. You can guarantee victory for every game day meal. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. <laughs> Official chicken finger of the saints. My soul is in the south, so even as thunder rumbles across the skies, my spirit keeps me going. My flood insurance helps me stay. Protect your property with flood insurance. Visit floodsmart.gov. A little preoccupied with other things. All right, let's continue on and go with, uh, let's see here. Who else should we go with? Let's try United We Stand. Is there a common message that the aliens share with you that they want us all to know? Absolutely. There are two major factors. There's two major common 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 messages. One, mankind has to realize whatever your color, whatever your heritage, wherever you come from, you're still primarily human. You're one species. Stop killing each other just because you're a funny color. And two, is poisoning your own planet. It's just plain counterproductive. Right. You know, the, the, the big thing here that people have to realize is humans are now talking about a one-world government. And everybody talks about it with fear. 
But what they don't and what humans don't get is a one world government is not one leader. It's set up essentially like a like the the Terran UN, where you've got representatives from different climate areas. Because somebody living in the in a forest is not going to understand the struggles of living in the Arctic and vice versa. Yeah, but it really boils down to you have to start looking at communication as a priority and just give up on the whole line. Now, they will tell you give up on the idea of war because it doesn't bring peace. And yet there are a number of them that are still at war with each other. Well, I hear you, know, you there, man. I hear you, you there. Know, this, is, this is why I tell people, you know, the big difference between between off-worlders and even the ancient races and humans is the type of toys they have. You know, from a spiritual standpoint, a lot of them are still having a problem. Keith, I'm going to get you to hold on right there because we are going to go to break here at the... Bottom of the hour, our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection continues with our audience questions when we return on the big show. Everything is about aliens tonight, UFOs, ET contact, abductions, implants, you name it. We're getting really, really woo tonight with all of you. So stay tuned. We have a great show coming up with our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection on Spaced Out Radio. All right, we're clear, buddy. Danke. We have water here, so we're good. Hello, gorgeous pair of babes. How are you? Uh, let's see here. Sapphire, uh, I'm not removing you. Okay, you're not being banned. We just need you to bring it down from about a 10 down to about a 3. And everything will be good. That's it, man. That's it. That is it. I'm building up the questions right now, guys, so bear with me. Don't forget to put your questions in capital letters. Hello, stunning cryptus, cryptid huntress. How are you? Uh, I answer questions sometimes, Willard. So if you have a question for me, you can ask it. Uh, Wham, bam, ham. How you doing? <clears throat> the hammer, the whammer, bammer, hammer. Tim Mothman and his goatee, both looking good tonight. He'll be in Reno for our third annual fan party, May 10th through 12th. Make sure you put that on your calendar. It's going to be good. Going to be good.
Dave, what hair dye products do you use? Dippity doo, the cheapest hair gel I can find at extra strength. Well, that's so much better using the pages. Mm hmm. Keith, where's your cowboy hat? Way up front. I can get it. That's not a big problem. If, if you get yours, I'll put mine on. I will be back in a moment. All right. Who has joined the Space Travelers Club yet? I'm going to put the link in the chat room. It's a good way to support what we do on a monthly basis. So head on over there. We're going to be adding more. Oh. One second. All right. Asimov, my man, how you doing? Nothing, just talking to myself, I tell. Looking for something else I've been asked about the other day, only I have no idea where I went. Now you threw, you forgot. Oh, there it is. I didn't forget it. Hey, hold on. Oh, that's what I was looking for. This thing. Of course, this does mean that I can't read a thing on the computer. I can't change my glasses, otherwise I won't be able to see. Well, that's why I just said why we just getting at. I can change my glasses, but I can't see a thing on the computer at that point. Because these aren't prescription. Nope. Mama Sue's or Mama. Catherine is loving the hat. Yeah, the sad part about it, you know, the the largest hat in the city. Usually, if you're looking for a, for a hat, you've got a, a, a double X is the biggest you're going to find. I stumbled across this one one day. Hold on, Keith. Hold on. Thank you, W. Decker, Deb, and Abe. Here we go. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. 
our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag, follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join our Space Travelers Club on Patreon. Our Keith Andrews of the ET Connection continues right now. Keith comes in each and every month for a wonderful, wonderful time answering your questions about everything to do with extraterrestrials and so forth. And Keith, we're going to start off with a question here for you from Big Dog. Is there a species of ETs that does housekeeping like I do? (laughs) Most ETs have a slightly different idea of housekeeping. Um, But that kind of is an open question because we sort of have to go, well, what kind of housekeeping do you do? I mean, there are some that do housekeeping that's phenomenal. They kill something, they leave the carcass alone. And it just sits there until it until it breaks down. If that's your style of housekeeping, then yes, they do. But not a recommended method. All right, let's continue on here. Let's go to Super Crazy. Are there any common Earth animals that are actually extraterrestrial? Um, extraterrestrial in order. With Sotictu for moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, you could show off your skin again. And you know what that means. Beach day. As a Tic2 inhibitor, Sotic2 is the only once daily pill of its kind for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Ask your dermatologist about Sotic2 today and learn more at SoClearlyYou.com. That's SoClearlyYou.com. Sotic2, Decravacitinib, is a prescription treatment for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who may benefit from systemic therapy or phototherapy. Don't take if you're allergic to Sotic2. Serious reactions can occur. Before treatment, get checked for infections, including tuberculosis. Sotic2 can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Serious infections, cancers including lymphoma, muscle problems, and changes in certain labs have occurred. Tell your doctor if you have a history of these events, or if you have an infection or symptoms like fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you have history of hepatitis B or C, liver or kidney problems, high triglycerides, or had a vaccine or plan to. So Tick 2 inhibits Tick 2, which is part of the Jack family. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors who use a Jack inhibitor are at increased risk for certain side effects, sometimes fatal. It's unknown if So Tick 2 has the same risks as Jack inhibitors. Call 1-888-SOTYKTU to learn more. AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. See T-Mobile.com. Origin, there's a couple. Um, extraterrestrial at this point, they've evolved on Earth since. 
But you take a look at the octopus, also known as the Udina. The Udina actually brought, the Udina originally brought the octopus. Because the, the octopus, according to the Udina, were essentially mentally challenged, or physically challenged is more to the point. See, uh, the octopi have eight, have eight arms. The Udina only have seven. What other ones? The octopus I've um, heard of. The jellyfish is another one that didn't originate here. Or more to the point, not all species originated here. Uh, let me just check here. I've got this. I've got both, both books open because I do not recall all the information, especially given that some of it happens to be in book two. Uh, but let me see here. There we are. The, oh, Johan are, are another race, but they are, and they brought some of the jellyfish, not all of them. You know, and again, after, after several million years, they have evolved to become earth animals. It's just their origin was a little off. Makes you know, sense. those are the two big ones that come to that come to mind. Let's see here. Oh, where is the other one? All right, let's go to another question here, Keith. Let's go to Mike. What's your reaction the first time you realized you'd been taken? First time I realized it, absolute blood curdling panic. I was taken by the Talon, which are an ant-like, an ant-like entity. Um, they, they are, they are web spinners. You know, they do. I, I say they're ant-like because they look like oversized ants, like about three feet tall. But those guys, I still don't get along with very well. But the first time I was taken by them, um, I went missing. And my parents in a in a mile and a mile and two tens stretch of road with no with no offshoots. Mom and dad went up and down that road for four and a half hours before they finally found me, and by then I was a complete wreck. But it was the tail on that snapped my arm just to see how far it would it would you know how much resistance it would take. Mm. Yeah, you know, so and the easiest way to spot the tail on ships is if you're ever watching the watching the clouds and you see you'll see it land the clouds lit from above, you'll see the glow underneath. But the real kicker is when you take a look at the at the circular at the circulating um lights, which are primarily uh red, blue, and green. Okay, you'll get the occasional one that's a different color, but they go, they almost travel in a searchlight, in a search, search light pattern, except they originate from above the, above the clouds, not from below it. Yeah, I can, I can see that. All right, let's continue on here, buddy. Uh, are your experience, this one's from Willard, are your experience based on real life alien races? And the answer is yes. 
Problem is, I can't prove it one way or the other. Every When I wrote the races of the world, every one of those races I have dealt with firsthand. And in the, the Races of the World is a book that is simply a reference manual. It gives you the information. But in the Elder Bocking Chronicles, you get to see the, the social interaction of some of them. That was kind of an accidental discovery. Okay. Let's move on. Voices wants to know, Keith, who are the aliens that... Tim Senor got to see. You know our UFO guy. We're not supposed to Only talk, We're not supposed to talk about that one, people. Not supposed to talk about that one. Who are they, Keith? I like the question. And honestly, I have no idea. Because I haven't spoken two things that I run into a problem with. One, I haven't spoken to Timmy about it myself and much more importantly i have not been given direct go-ahead from him to discuss it let's go to super crazy what do aliens do for reincarnation the same as us pretty much see every 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 living entity in the third dimension goes to the same place we all discuss the same sort of things. Okay, in other words, you go to the same place, you track down other people, and decide where you're going to reincarnate. The contract people talk about having is a contract with yourself. Okay, where you go, okay, I'm coming down to this world via these people to gain wisdom around whatever. The obvious one is cancer. Okay, and depending on your choices and your and your experiences, this lifetime once you get here will determine whether you develop a wisdom around cancer by developing it or by working with people that are suffering from it. Okay, that's the easiest way to look at it. But the contract is not with some extra with some higher entity. The contract is with yourself. What do you mean that the high, the contract is with yourself? You're the one that you basically decide, this is what I desire to do. This is what I'm going to gain the wisdom around. It's like when, let's take somebody that is, that is a severe alcoholic, and they wake up and go, I'm going to quit drinking because I choose to quit drinking. They make a contract with themselves at that point to do everything they can to stop drinking. Okay. With life, it's a whole lot more complicated because you're involving all kinds of other people. And then once you make the contract, part of that whole contract, part of that whole living experience is when you're born, 99% of the time you forget where you came from. And therefore, as a, as a side effect, you forget your own... Um, you know, you forget your own contract or that you even made it. You know, which is why when you get here, you're going, I didn't sign up for this. You know, and I know some of us have gone, 
what kind of a silly pan of a silly method is that is that to learn and take into to come into experience okay. you know it's like who chooses to fall down the stairs oh you mean <laughs> you, know? you don't choose that it just happens <laughs> yeah oh my all right let's move on to elliot what is the meaning of life 42. Sorry, my apologies, wrong question. But ultimately, and most of you will understand where that came from, but the the actual meaning, the actual purpose of life is to remember yourself. But what that means is to find all of your component parts all the way across the third dimension, bring it all back into one so that you can move on to the next one. Okay, ultimately, that's what the purpose is. You've been spread out by choice over the entirety of the third dimension. Not always are your people, are your part, component parts human. Sometimes you're an off-worlder, sometimes you're an ancient race, sometimes you're just an elemental. Okay, and once you find all of your component parts, then... You get to return, once all of you is together, you get to return to the Great Hub, at which point you now can choose one of the other 11, 11 dimensions to, to go and explore. And it's done the same way. You go to the next dimension that you choose. It doesn't have to be in sequence. And you separate yourself, go out, gain all the wisdom, and then spend however long it takes you to draw yourself back together. You repeat that until you get done with the 12th dimension, at which point you now have access to going beyond into another reality altogether. And that's where it gets really mind-bending. Interesting. Very interesting, my friend. Our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection here on Spaced Out Radio tonight. And we're taking your questions if you're in our chat room. So make sure you ask away because it could get a little weird in here tonight. Already is. And let's go to our next question, Keith. Let's go to Asimov. Are there outlaw aliens, renegades, or refugees? Absolutely. With Sotic 2 for moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, you could show off your skin again. And you know what that means? Beach day. As a Tick 2 inhibitor, Sotic 2 is the only once daily pill of its kind for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Ask your dermatologist about Sotic 2 today and learn more at SoClearlyYou.com. That's SoClearlyYou.com. Sotic 2 Decravacitinib is a prescription treatment for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who may benefit from systemic therapy or phototherapy. Don't take if you're allergic to Sotic 2. Serious reactions can occur. Before treatment, get checked for infections, including tuberculosis. Sotic 2 can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Serious infections, cancers including lymphoma, muscle problems, and changes in certain labs have occurred. Tell your doctor if you have a history of these events, or if you have an infection or symptoms like fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you have history of hepatitis B or C, liver or kidney problems, high triglycerides, or had a vaccine or plan to. So Tick 2 inhibits Tick 2, which is part of the Jack family. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors who use a Jack inhibitor are at increased risk for certain side effects, sometimes fatal. It's unknown if So Tick 2 has the same risks as Jack inhibitors. 
Call 1-888-SOTYKTU to learn more. AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years! Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. CTMobile.com. There are some that are just downright volatile. You know, there are, from every race, just like with humans, there are people that will buck the system, that will go completely against it. There are, and there are different races or different individuals that literally in their own worlds are literally anarchists. Who would they be? Oh, no, you misunderstand. Every race has them. Okay, but there isn't some central race out there that's just wreaking havoc on all sorts of civilizations. No. No. There are individuals in each race, but there is not one individual race. The last time I heard that I heard about a race that was doing that, when the consortium found out, they did a very simple solution. They destroyed the the home world, the home world of the of the specific race in question, destroyed their home world, the world that housed their secondary and their tertiary governments. And I don't mean that they wiped out everybody. I mean, they blew the planet up. They blew the planet They've up. They've got a very blunt way of, of putting an end to a, to a problem. Okay, you know, well, this is why I caution people when they go, why don't the off-worlders, if the off-worlders care so much about Earth, why don't they come down and straighten this mess out? I'm like, you really don't want them doing that. Okay. Yo. Let's go to another question here, Keith. Absolutely. Let's go to Susan in Massachusetts. How do you know what alien race you are communicating with? Do they have to disclose who they are? They don't have to, no. And the reason they don't have to is because most of them look at the intellectual and spiritual involvement of humans and go, okay, you're just too stupid to bother explaining who we are. It's like, what does a human have to explain to a dog what and what race the human is? Or worse, does a human have to explain to a plant? You know, the gardener never, never tells the, well, I shouldn't say never, but most gardeners don't tell the plant, oh, by the way, my name is so-and-so, I'm a human. I'm here to help. Thankfully, they don't go, I'm from the government, I'm here to help. But that's another issue. Right. 
Right, I hear you there, my man. I hear you there. Okay, let's move on to another question here. Let's go to Super Crazy. Does does time diathlon, or pardon me, di- dilation, diathlon, where the hell did I get that? Does time dilation play <laughs> some kind of role when aliens come and go from Earth? Um, no, but vibratory rate does. Time dilation is essentially, it's a misunderstood concept. Okay, but they do have the ability to modify their vibratory rate and thereby suddenly appear without anybody knowing where they came from. But time itself is still a static issue. The ironic part of that is humans have convinced themselves via their own scientific methods that the closer you of the closer the speed of light you get, the slower time moves. That's because their equipment is faulty, not because time doesn't work right. And no, I cannot explain the mechanics behind it not working right. I'm just not trained in, in Terran technology. Now give me a give me a biomagnetic flux holographic interface. I can work with it, well, and that probably sounded like Swahili, didn't it? Let's go to Matt Keith. Are most people abductees without being conscious of it? More to the point, most abductees are are not conscious. Most people are not abductees. The massive majority of people never get abducted. I hear you there. Then how do they choose? That depends entirely on the race, what they are studying, you know, the race and what their what their study forum is. Okay. With with the with the Zeta Reticulin, for instance, they turn around, they are looking at genetic bloodlines. Most of the time. But they are working on a hybridization program, which means they are looking at generations worth of changes to make the best adjustment possible. But understand, one thing that we got to realize, the graves are not a bunch of clones or a bunch of photocopies that are dying out. The graves are doing a lot of things, but dying out is not one of them. You know, you take a look at the Teclex, they're likely to abduct somebody if they can get away with it and just not bring them back. But then in the Teclex case, they're not looking for hybridization. They're looking for a change of meal. Okay. Let's... And yes, I know that sounds rude. We got four and a half minutes. Let's go to D here. When I was a preteen, I was visited by three hooded figures that... Uh, That's typing. Look to me. That look to uh, communicate through telepathy. How do I find out where they came from? Red, white, black hooded cloaks. Each had a different colored cloaks. And I presume they were they were humanoid. Three hooded figures. I presume they were humanoid. Um, number one, the easiest way to find out who they were specifically is in your mind's eye when, you know, 
and find a comfortable a comfortable place to sit while you're wide wide awake. Then, in your mind's eye, thank them for reminding you who they are in a way you can both accept and understand. Okay, in that way, they can bring it back to you. I am suspicious. I am suspecting you probably weren't dealing with uh, with offworlders. By the sounds of what you did, what you're talking about, you were likely dealing with it with an ancient race, also known as elfin. Okay, ancient race being they evolved on Earth. They actually evolved here before mankind did. Gotcha. Gotcha, my man. All right, let's go again. Let's go to super crazy. Do aliens wear hats or glasses? Hats, the answer is quite often yes. Glasses only when we are talking not corrective lenses, but technologically enhanced glasses. Things like what humans would call rangefinders or x-ray goggles or this sort of thing. Usually they're looking for a biomagnet, uh, bio, biomagnetic reader. A.K.A. spotting life forms. What about the grays, though? Because they seem to have like that f- black filament over their eyes. That is not for eyesight. That's to cut out sensory overload. You see, the one, when you're seeing those ones with those eyes, the the actual eyes on a gray they are still enlarged. But they pick up so much more in the spectrum. Those those are basically sunglasses filter out a lot of the excess. It doesn't enhance their eyesight. It just makes it easier to see. Kind of like what humans call sunglasses. But with a whole lot more, inf- more use. Okay. Let's, uh, with one, 90 seconds to go. Let's sneak in uh, one more question here. Let's go to Neil. How hard is it to travel to another universe, and can someone remote view other universes? Uh, number one, traveling to the other universe kind of requires some extra some extra help or one heck of an astral traveler. Uh, remote viewing is very easy once you know how to remote view. To take a look at another universe. Traveling is a bit more complicated. Why is that? Well, number one, because humans haven't figured out how to physically step out of this world into the next. You know, they haven't figured out how to fold time, fold space. And besides that, when you fold space, you put an awful lot of of stress on the on the biological body. More often than not, that means it tears the body apart. Hmm. You know, this, these are just some of the more obvious complications. Yeah, that seems a little difficult. That seems a little difficult. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, Keith... Let's take a break here at the top of the hour. Our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection will be back with more audience questions. So if you're in our chat room or on Twitter at hashtag spacedoutradio for Keith, 
can always get a question in. That's what we do right here on the Mighty SOR. Having a good time talking about aliens, ET contact, and much, much more. Stay tuned. Hour 2 of Spaced Out Radio continues. we got our Keith Andrews for the next 90 minutes. Hey, Keith? Yes? You're really shortening your answers. Okay. <clears throat> if you can go into a little bit more detail, that would be great. That's easy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to step away. I'm going to put you in the green room. We've got about five minutes, okay? Okay. Be right back, people.
right, I am back. All right, Keith, how you doing? I'm still breathing quite well. You? Well, me too. Breathing is good. It is. And so far, it hasn't stopped. So we're doing good. <laughs> you know? Good. Hi, Pony Pong, how you doing? Welcome back. And uh, let's see here. Who else do we have? That's about it. All right, Keith. Want to remind everybody that if you haven't already, sign up for our Space Travelers Club. Dirty Filth in the chat room. How you doing? We just added the link to it. And mark May 10th to 12th, 2024 on your calendar. We want to see you all in Reno for our Next, the third annual SOR Fan Party. We're going to have a lot of special guests there, more announcements as time gets closer. But we'd love all of you there. Don't forget to hit subscribe, ring that bell. You can do some shopping at spacedoutradio.com. And a big thank you to Pam H., Catherine, Mennonite Abe, Debster, and W. Decker for the amazing Super Chats tonight. Very much appreciate the love and support. Here we go, everybody. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Here we go with hour number two of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Always appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live. At KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Afferent. Afferent is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and join our Space Travelers Club on Patreon. We'd love to see you there. We continue on with our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection tonight, hanging on out, taking your questions from all sorts of different different ways and we're having a lot of fun tonight keith welcome back well thank you very much for having me and thanks so much for everybody still with us and those joining us absolutely we love them and they keep growing and growing and growing it's just they really do let's continue on here with some audience questions super crazy is asking is there a crash spaceship on earth that is too big to move so a building was built around it to hide it if yes where is it well, I'll give you the first answer, which is yes. There's actually more than one. I'm not going to give you the second answer. Why not? Give it to us. We're, we can handle it. Uh, yeah, not going to happen. And the why not is because the second I start doing that sort of thing, we have that neat little problem of the governments that know about it getting really testy, and that result me getting really dead in a permanent way. Not interested in it. Is it in North America? Well, it's possible. 
Is it in Canada? It is possible. By the way, just before you do that, we can go, is it in, in Asia? Is it in Europe? Is it in whoever's backyard? The answer is still, it is possible. Dirt Road wants to know, what is the name of the alien cat species? The one she saw looked like a cat. Yeah, depending on the size of them, you may be looking at the, you may be looking at Laborian, okay, which look like cats, or you may be looking at the, at the Lyran. Both of which look very much like feline, like bipedal felines. Now, of course, if you're looking at, at true followers of Bass, the ancient Aeneid, the, the ancient Aeneid goddess by the name of Bast, they literally are cats that just happen to have a very high level of intellect. So it sort of depends on which one you were seeing. The, the Laborian are close to the seven foot mark. The short ones are over six. Still very, you know, dark. With Sotic 2 for moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, you could show off your skin again. And you know what that means. Beach day. As a Tick 2 inhibitor, Sotic 2 is the only once daily pill of its kind for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Ask your dermatologist about Sotic 2 today and learn more at SoClearlyYou.com. That's SoClearlyYou.com. Sotic 2 decravacitinib is a prescription treatment for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who may benefit from systemic therapy or phototherapy. Don't take if you're allergic to Sotic 2. Serious reactions can occur. Before treatment, get checked for infections, including tuberculosis. Sotic 2 can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Serious infections, cancers including lymphoma, muscle problems, and changes in certain labs have occurred. Tell your doctor if you have a history of these events, or if you have an infection or symptoms like fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you have history of hepatitis B or C, liver or kidney problems, high triglycerides, or had a vaccine or plan to. So Tick 2 inhibits Tick 2, which is part of the Jack family. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors who use a Jack inhibitor are at increased risk for certain side effects, sometimes fatal. It's unknown if So Tick 2 has the same risks as Jack inhibitors. Call 1-888-SOTYKTU to learn more. AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit tmobile.com now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. Ctmobile.com. They're still very live, still very, you know, very fur lined. If you're looking at the Liren, they are usually stockier and usually down around the five, five and a half foot, five and a half foot mark. If you're looking at the Aniods, at the Aniods people, then you're looking at cats that literally are the size of house cats. 
Now they just happen to have a much more, shall we say, adversarial attitude than most of your Siamese. Which, in case you don't know Siamese cats, they come with a built-in attitude. Okay, let's continue on. Let's go to Jules here. How many races have hybridized with humans? I have no way of giving you a definitive answer on that. I know of at least three dozen. Okay, the, and the, because the the Zeta reticulans have high, will use humans as a baseline for hybridization to grow cultural interpreters. Okay, now the reason for that is because humans have the easiest DNA to work with. But I really, I know, I've heard tell of as many as 2,500 um, species. I have not met all of them by any functional uh, functional state. Okay, I'm talking 2,500 in the consortium. And how many of those, the, the Zeta reticulans have hybridized, I have no way of telling you. But I can tell you that most of the ones that are hybridized don't even know they are. They don't even have a clue of it. Hmm. You know, basically what they do, what the what the uh, Zeta reticulans do, is they take a human, they 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 mesh it with another, they mesh it genetically, essentially in a petri dish, with another race, so that both races, so that the hybrid has the genetic understanding of both cultures. Then they teach it how to interact. Some of them they drop off on Earth as hybridized humans. Some they drop off on the homeworld with the other race. Or in a, like in the case of, of Strazazian um, hybrids, you never drop a hybrid off on the Strazazian homeworld. This is just a bad idea because it just, you know, you put a hybrid on the homeworld, if the hybrid ends up in the wrong place, the hybrid will die just as quick as a human will. The sandstorms on the on the Strazazian homeworld will strip a human to the bone in a matter of seconds. All right, Which, Keith, by the way, is a lousy way to go. Let's move on to another question here. Let's go to Area 51. Is there a hot spot on Earth where abductions happen more often, or is it always random? Good question. It really is a good question. There are a few hot... Now, I know there are a few hot spots. There's not one specific one that is more that is more effect, and more used than anywhere else on the planet. But in a given area, there are certain hot spots. Like, I know for an absolute certainty, there was one in Colonia here. I I know where it used to be. I don't know if it still is, because I haven't been out there in, in a long time. But inside, in certain areas, there are definitely hot spots, because they're easier to conceal themselves than it is in other places. You know, it's a matter of, it's a matter of local traffic. Awesome, man. Awesome. Okay, let's continue on here. Let's go to Matt. Keith, is there really a difference between us 
and ETs? Are we all one ultimately? Ultimately, you are correct there, Matt. Ultimately, we are all one. Okay. You, you know, an individual may have a past life as a, as an ET, as a plant, as a human, doesn't matter. Ultimately, the biggest difference between humans and the ETs are the type of toys they have and the complexity thereof. But they still have the same, many of the same social hiccups. As in, you still have prejudice amongst the different races. You know, the tech like, I've talked about the tech like before, which are your three and a half to four and a half foot uh, raptor-like reptilians. They have a civil war going on right now because not all of them feel that the human race should be used as a, as a delicacy. You know, not all of them look at it the same way. It's like not all humans l- agree with the idea of eating meat. Okay, now, on the flip side of that, I don't know of one reptilian, of one individual reptilian even, that is a vegetarian. I know of a few that tried it and ended up dying from malnutrition, but they are strictly carnivores. On the whole. But ultimately, humans and ETs are essentially the same thing. With different evolutionary, uh, with different levels of evolution, and or different toys. Okay. And yes, there are those that definitely look at humans and go, "You're a weak, inferior race, and therefore you should honor us." And I'm like, and yo, myself, I didn't get that message very well, but the the Nordics and somewhere around here in my notes. I've got their actual name, so that will be modified. But them and the Ennead both did the same thing. You guys want to call us gods? That's great. We're gods. Now bow down and worship us. Then the consortium came in and went, um, this is not happening anymore. Go home. You know, but ultimately, yeah, ETs and ETs, you know, Offworlders, ancient races, and humans are essentially the same thing. They've got the same social, same social issues. Many of the other races have quite literally gone through the same kinds of social evolution that we've had. Okay, and it does eventually sort itself out. Hopefully, before get and before society gets turned on its ear. In all fairness, not holding my breath. Okay, let's move on to the next question, buddy. Let's go to Peppa H. Do aliens have sports against each other? Absolutely. Um, Actually, I was looking into that just the other day, so let me get the actual name here. Uh, Roll down to where are we here? And yes, by the way, this is actually getting, getting added to the books. Must be in book one, so let us do that. Just have to call it open here. Oh, did not do that, right? Okay, let's go back up here and see what we got. Grab that. One of the one of the most obvious from my standpoint is what is is essentially a zero G wall ball. 
Okay. Which is it's a wonderful game. Like wall ball, you bounce the wall off and off the wall, off the roof, off the floor. But you also end up like the the big thing you gotta remember, some of these races are far more volatile. So when you're playing a game like football, it's okay to kill your opponent to get ahead. In you know, in human in human sports, you're not supposed to even deliberately cripple the opponent. Never mind do them in. Why not? Well, because it cuts down on your, you know, according to humans, that's way too brutal. Uh, we've gone soft, haven't we? We've gone soft. No, you started out that way. Well, you started out that way and then got one and got better at being soft. <laughs> I like this game, though. You know, they call it TTIC, also known as Triphasic Transdimensional Interspatial Conquest. Diplomatic chess used on a on a triphasic board. Complicated is all get out, but that is played in that's played on the consortium flagships. You know, on their on the on the um on their gathering ships. You know, and it is interspecies. Anybody can enter. But it's a question of understanding the time dilation. Because you can, with that game, one of the big differences is, like some people have played cylindrical chess, or you've heard of three-dimensional chess, which is built in, in on Earth, which is built on tiers. But triphasic, you can actually take one of your one of your pieces and shift it out of sync for a certain period of time, right? Which enables it to to block somebody else at the appropriate time. It gets right complicated. Yeah, and here we have the other one that I was talking about, which is Wormholer, which amounts to zero-G wall ball. And, of course, the, and this isn't a sport, unless, of course, you call console hockey a sport. But it's the Xenoxion Intercordon, okay, which is basically it's a social mixer. Okay, let's move on to another one, my man. With Sotic 2 for moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, you could show off your skin again. And you know what that means. Beach day. As a Tic 2 inhibitor, Sotic 2 is the only once daily pill of its kind for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Ask your dermatologist about Sotic 2 today and learn more at SoClearlyYou.com. That's SoClearlyYou.com. Sotic 2 Decravacitinib is a prescription treatment for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who may benefit from systemic therapy or phototherapy. Don't take if you're allergic to Sotic 2. Serious reactions can occur. Before treatment, get checked for infections, including tuberculosis. Sotic 2 can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Serious infections, cancers including lymphoma, muscle problems, and changes in certain labs have occurred. Tell your doctor if you have a history of these events, or if you have an infection or symptoms like fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you have history of hepatitis B or C, liver or kidney problems, high triglycerides, or had a vaccine or plan to. So Tic2 inhibits Tic2, which is part of the Jack family. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors who use a Jack inhibitor are at increased risk for certain side effects, sometimes fatal. It's unknown if Sotic 2 has the same risks as Jack inhibitors. Call 1-888-SOTYKTU to learn more. AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. 
Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. CTMobile.com. Let's go to Neil. Is the Blob character from the movies based on truth? Corlock. Not that size, but it's based on the Corlock. Okay, the other one that was based on the Corlock is Odo from Deep Space Nine. But yes, the blob, the size was blown way out of proportion, made for a great story. But the species was real. You know, the Corlock on average is about 160 pound amoeba, for lack of a better way of putting it. Okay, let's move on. We have lots more. Susan wants to know, do you have a race you resonate with best? That would be the Strazazians. Okay, as far as off off-worlders go, the one I resonate the best with, though, is the Kaboran. You're standing on one or sitting. Earth itself is a Kaboran. Okay, you know her as Earth, as Mother Nature, as Gaia. I know her as Eta. Because, quite frankly, that's what she told me her name was. But she's the one I get along with best, if you will. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, let's go to Tricia, who is asking, what is the best way to connect with the off-worlders with sincere intentions? Number one, to get their attention, treat the people around you, the people of your own species, and the species on Earth, treat them with respect. Okay, treat them as equals. That will get their attention to start with. Flashing lights in the sky doesn't work as well as you might think. What catches their attention is the intention of the person with the light, not the light itself. But can I tell you this is exactly how to connect and get get picked up? No, but I can tell you this. You do not desire, you may think you do, but do not make the mistake of going, I just want to be abducted. I want to have an abduction experience. You know, this is a bad call because there are races up there that will quite happily abduct you, flay you, put you back together, and just to see what it feels like and what it looks like from their end. This is not a good experience. I also have an answer for that, if you don't mind. Not in the slightest. And this is how... Here's the secret, because it's called CE5, is what she wants. Okay? And my understanding of CE5 is is that as when, if you have a... 
a a pure if you if, let me restart if you want to contact ETs I'll save you $3500 right now from going to Stephen Greer and you can do it in the, your own backyard and the more people you have around you at that time who are connected shall we say okay will benefit from it it's real easy take some time not a lot of time to meditate for a few minutes clear your chakras clear yourself till you are nice and balanced then what you got to do is just put your intention exactly what you want up into space and shoot it up there a billion miles two billion miles three billion miles however high you want to do it and all you have to do from there is keep staring the sky in one portion of the sky not a lot of them okay don't let your eyes wander all over the place and all you do is put your intention in the sky saying whatever you want I say, out of peace, love, and light, I would love for us to see a ship of the same intention. And you repeat it, you repeat it, and you repeat it. Now, it may take a couple of nights to do, but once you, and you're going to get frustrated. Like if you're trying for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour, you got to go a little bit longer. Okay. But as long as you have clear, concise, and pure intentions, Somebody will find your signal, and they will pick it up, and they will they will show you. What do you think, Keith? Essentially, you are correct because they're and they are focusing on the intent. And most of the races that are looking, they've either got a biomagnetic scanner or they've got a telepath handy. Either one will pick up the intent. Absolutely. So there. We just saved you $3,500. How about that? How about that? Just that simple. Okay, Keith. Super Crazy wants to know, what do aliens do for fun? Well, you're going to love this one, but the biggest sitcom they watch happens to be Earth. You see, I don't know if it's it's fun so much as as from a from a xeno socioeconomic standpoint, mankind's evolution is essentially the talk of the area. Okay, but you do have various different things that that the different races do, but their their ideas of fun are as varied as humans. Anything from hunting to you know. Hunting, fishing, playing sports, sometimes playing, you know, playing different puzzle games. You know, it depends entirely. And then, of course, and I kid you not on this one, there are some of the TV shows that are on Earth, or in this case, Internet shows. I know for an absolute certainty that, Dave, you are under constant observation. Or more to the point, Space Out Radio is. Yes. I would agree with you on that. I would totally agree with you on that. All right, Keith, let's go to another question here. This one comes from, uh, because we only got about a minute left here before we have to uh, 
go to our break. Wham Bam Ham wants to know, any advice for making contact? Does it have to be via astral projection? Absolutely not. It does not have to be. Um, the the best thing where it comes to to making contact is be clear on the kind of contact, and you can do this in your head. Be clear on the kind of contact you're aiming for. Do not make the mistake of going, just any contact will do. This is likely to prove fatal, or at least extremely uncomfortable. Okay, but the best I can tell you is the more you that you get along and show that you're getting along with other members of the, of the species of this planet, the more likely you are to att- attract the attention of benevolent, of benevolent off-worlders. Or even, for that matter, benevolent nature races. And our Keith, no. we're going to take a break right there. We got him for another hour, our Keith Andrews. There's another hour and a half. We're on the distance with you tonight. Our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection continues on Spaced Out Radio right after this with our great audience questions. Hi, Pat Leal Films. How are you? Make sure you put your questions in capital letters, guys. Makes it easier for me to find. I did get yours, Corruptions are. Bobby Younce, how are you? Having fun, Keith? I am. Yeah, it's actually, I, like, I do enjoy this show. I, I mean, let's face it, if I didn't enjoy the show, I wouldn't still be here. I know. You know, I've had to, I've actually had to learn a lot through you regarding, shall we say, politically correct responses. It's tough sometimes. It is. But at least I don't have to worry about whether or not people, whether or not I'm being honest. I don't have to recall what I said. You know, although admittedly, I mean, the one that will always, that will always, that I'll always remember, remember, I'm sure of, is the day that somebody asked me why they should believe what I had to say. Do you remember what the response was to that particular question? You got you had angry to that day. You got angry. Huh? You got angry that day. Well, yeah, he, he caught me in a really, on a really bad day. And my response was a lot of things, and politically correct was not one of them. Very true. Very true. You rarely get upset. Uh, Be the Arrow, how are you? Jimmy Gonzalez, how many profiles do you have? Jimmy Casino, welcome to... With Sotic 2 for moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, you could show off your skin again. And you know what that means? Beach day. As a Tic2 inhibitor, Sotic 2 is the only once daily pill of its kind for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Ask your dermatologist about Sotic 2 today and learn more at SoClearlyYou.com. That's SoClearlyYou.com. 
Sotictu Ducravacitinib is a prescription treatment for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who may benefit from systemic therapy or phototherapy. Don't take if you're allergic to Sotictu. Serious reactions can occur. Before treatment, get checked for infections, including tuberculosis. Sotictu can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Serious infections, cancers including lymphoma, muscle problems, and changes in certain labs have occurred. Tell your doctor if you have a history of these events or if you have an infection or symptoms like fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you have history of hepatitis B or C, liver or kidney problems, high triglycerides, or had a vaccine or plan to. So Tick2 inhibits Tick2, which is part of the Jack family. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors who use a Jack inhibitor are at increased risk for certain side effects, sometimes fatal. It's unknown if So Tick2 has the same risks as Jack inhibitors. Call 1-888-SOTYKTU to learn more. AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years! Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year, or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. CTMobile.com. SOR chat. Slow motion. Hello. Parababies. Parababes, how are you? I made a hat change, Keith. What do you think? I think that's called a Fedora. 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 Okay, I spelled it backwards. That's okay. But yeah, it suits you. Now you need a zoot suit. You can't see me. I'm wearing camouflage. Xanamex, how are you? We got a couple minutes here. Hey, have you joined the Space yeah. Travelers Club yet? If not, here's the link. It's a great way to support what we do on a monthly basis. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can do your shopping at spacedoutradio.com. And thank you tonight to our super chatters Pam H., Catherine, Mennonite Abe, Debster, and W. Decker. Very much appreciate the love, everybody. If you haven't yet, please support our channel by hitting subscribe, ringing that bell. We'd greatly appreciate it. Gizmo, how you doing? What lake are you at tonight? You at Cultus? You're definitely not at Mill Lake.
Yeah, it's intriguing watching. Like I can only you're you watch three different chat rooms at the same time, don't you? Uh no, mainly YouTube. Oh, okay. Thought you were for some reason I thought you were watching. I used more. to. I used to have like five chat rooms going. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I found with the three with the three monitors, I've got the one chat room running, but I've got the other one up here in case I've got to have something else handy. But no, I like I do watch. I do like seeing some of the conversations that go on. You know. Very true. Yeah, they've got. I, I see some questions. I, I very seldom answer a question in here. Very seldom, and usually that's only when you've said "go ahead," because I figure here we go. Know, we'll just do it the other way. the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Always appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can find us on any major podcast network, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and everything in between. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on Patreon at Spaced Out Radio. Okay, let's continue on with our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection as we are into the deep, deep stuff of what our audience wants to know with them pesky aliens that are hanging around. Keith, welcome back, my man. And thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. All right, let's uh, continue on with some uh, audience questions here. Let's head on over to Neil. Why don't aliens give the Draco space cakes? I don't know what that means. Um, okay, because I was going to ask you if you could explain that to me, guys. I'm lost. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to super crazy. Do aliens have giant planet-destroying space stations like a Death Star? Uh, no, they got a weapon that does it and doesn't take up as much room. But they do have a, they do have a planet buster. Their flagship has a weapon on it that if you take the if you take the uh, the HMS Titanic, turn it broadside and slide you can slide it into the barrel, and still have room to maneuver. You know, and that particular that particular weapon is used to forcibly remove somebody remove a race from the consortium. As I said earlier, if they bring that weapon to bear, 
they not only will take out the primary their the primary homeworld that houses the the primary government they will take out whatever planet houses the secondary and tertiary governments to ensure that the people that are holding that kind of thinking are no longer a, a viable threat. Then they'll even sit for several several thousand years to rebuild and reapply for, for readmission into the consortium. You know, this is just a normal way of the consortium going, we have a problem. We're going to solve it. And this is precisely why I tell people, you don't want the off-worlders coming to Earth and solving the, the border disputes. You just don't want that to happen. Definitely not. Definitely not. All right, Keith, let's go to Dino. Did humans ever go to the moon? And if so, were there aliens there? Well, do they ever go on a regular basis? The aliens have been there longer than Earth than than mankind has been on Earth. So yeah, there's there's certainly aliens up there. It boils down to a way station or a checkpoint before jumping. Okay, because there is a jump point just outside of the orbit of of Pluto. Jump point being takes you outside the sun's gravity well to make it safe to make an interstellar jump. But yeah, humans have been going there, well, the first time was in 1969. Well, no, correction. The first time this evolutionary path of mankind was in 1969. Mankind, 50,000 years ago, had already achieved spaceflight and had already colonized another world, also currently known as Mobius which is in the same orbital trajectory and speed as Earth, but on the direct opposite, you know, 180 degrees away, on the same literal plane, which means you will never see Mobius from Earth. It's just not going to happen. But do the Mobians come here? Yeah, absolutely they do. All right, let's move on. Let us go to who's next here. Trace B. Do you know anything about a broken planet being in our atmosphere? I've heard tale of it, but no, the only broken planet that I know of is actually at this point surrounding Saturn. It's not in our in our atmosphere. Although I will warn you, the birth path of a Gaboran goes up through our atmosphere, usually usually caused or more to the point signified by heavy volcanic eruption. And that's a whole different process. You know, but that I'm aware of is there an actual planet that's been atomized, if you will, and floating around in our atmosphere, not that I'm aware of. I know Saturn has a number of planets and or planetoids that got pulled apart and and are currently orbiting orbiting uh, Saturn. Yeah, that's what, and I that's think what made if the I rings. Hmm? 
That's what made the rings. Yes. And if I remember correctly, I think... Is it Neptune or is it Uranus that has the vertical rings? There's another planet. I'm no astronomer. But there's another planet in our solar system that also has a ring around it. And I think that's Uranus. But I may well be mistaken on that. All right, let's move on to another question from Super Crazy. He's having a good time tonight. He's asking a lot. Have aliens already found cures for all diseases known to them? Not quite. But for the massive majority of them, especially the ones that cause premature death, those ones, all the ones that they know of, as far as I'm aware, they've come across. You know, they figured out. Now, do understand, premature death means catching, for instance, heart disease, or major or major cancer complications. Okay, it doesn't include aging. Okay, now some of them live a lot longer than humans. You take the Laborians, for instance. A young adult, one that dies at a young age, in Terran years is about 12 million years old. I could do the calculation and give you a little more accurate, but that'll put it in perspective. And that is a young, that would be what humans would call about a 50-year-old. Okay. Which might give you an idea how long they live. Area 51 wants to know, why do most aliens wear black long sleeve turtlenecks? They don't. Don't get me wrong, I'm not debating that the ones that you've seen are wearing black long-sleeve turtlenecks. But the black long-sleeve turtleneck is an idea that humans came up with to signify, essentially through media or through, through Hollywood, somebody that is very different. Aliens on the whole, they walk around looking like aliens. Like if you if you were to take a look at the at the bar scene on I believe it was on Tatooine in Star Wars. Okay. That'll give you an idea of what aliens actually do. Or when you take a look at Deep Space Nine or the Star Trek or the Star Trek worlds. Aliens don't conceal who they are. Okay. They also don't adjust their size, which can get really disconcerting for humans. Well, let's you know, but no, the whole idea of a turtleneck, half the half the whole idea of a turtleneck, there's many races that will literally see a turtleneck as a problem. Especially the ones that happen to breathe through their throat. Put a turtleneck around, they're gonna turn blue regardless of what color they should have been. Let's move on. Let us go up to who's next? Area 51 again. Why do most aliens... Oh, we just uh, asked that. So let's uh, go to voices here. Keith, how much would a group of ghost hunters have to pay you in order to for you to fall, allow them to hunt for ghosts in your apartment? Um, I mean, I take all donations, but the reality is you come into my apartment going, we're hunting ghosts. The odds are you won't find a thing because they'll go, 
hunting. Hmm. Bad idea. We're leaving. And after they, after they go, oh, they're done here, they'll come back. You know, the, the reality of it is, in my world, the ghosts are more welcome than people are. Don't take that wrong. <laughs> you know, I don't know how you're going to take that right. But, you know, the reality of it is, for me, I've always told ghosts, look, if you need a place to stay, come in. I have had to be a little bit more specific now and tell them to stay out of my one son's room. Right? Because he does get a little bit, no, he gets a lot more testy than what I do. All right. Let's continue on here. Let's go to Super Crazy again. Do you believe humanity is ready to accept the reality of the ET presence on Earth? No. And here's the reason why. I mean, that's a a very blunt answer. I realize that. Humanity still has trouble with looking looking at another human and going, you're a different color. Actually, they have no problem with it. They look at a human. They go, oh, you're a different color, therefore you're evil. Or you're too tall, therefore you're evil. Or you're too short, therefore you're inadequate. When humans develop this idea that humans are human and you're the same species, they will be a little bit more ready to cope with the off-world reality. But, I mean, you think about it. Humans look at somebody, if you're five foot, if you're five foot ten, and you see somebody walk into the room that is seven feet, most humans get edgy about it. When you're looking at some of these races, like you take a look, you take a, a look, for instance, instance, at the Sarkon. The Sarkon are 15 feet tall. And that's the short ones. Okay, so here you are at five feet tall and you're coming up to the top of their calf. This is going to make most people edgy. Okay. I mean, uh, if I, with your permission, I'll show them the front cover of the... of. Yeah, uh, just, oh, just describe yeah. it for our radio audience. Yeah, I was just thinking. The radio audience is not going to see it. But if you take a look at this, okay, this book here, this is the end of an epic. Uh, let's see. Whoop, let's see if I can get it there. Okay. This guy in the middle. This is a normal human. Trying to get the angle right. The guy holding the sword is a normal human. But let's get the... If I knew how to get that out. Where did we go? There. That guy standing beside him. This reptilian right here. This guy here is a Srizazian. But you take a look. At that mace. Now a normal medieval mace. Is about two maybe three pounds of metal on the end of a stick. This thing is the size of a medicine ball. This is their normal melee weapon. Now picture that guy walking down the street. Okay. And he's only he's only seven and a half to eight feet tall. The Sarkon are reptilians that are double that height. Wow. You know, so, I mean, this is why humans are really not ready. Not my opinion, anyway. Right. All right. Let's go to Super Crazy again. 
Do ETs like our music? If yes, what genres of music acts exactly? Well, they definitely love Guns N' Roses. Guaranteed. There's not an alien species out there that doesn't love Guns N' Roses. Best way I can put it is this. Aliens across the board like music. And most of them like music. Some of them like humans. Some don't like music. But their tastes vary one individual to the next. Okay. I will tell you that when you're looking at the ancient race, the dwarfed race, you know, the dwarven race, they like percussion. Okay, there's no question there. Most of the reptilians like your heavy metal, primarily because it's very angry music. Okay, of course, the problem is they get a little riled up, and that can cause them, and cause a bit of a hiccup. Now, of course, when you turn to people like the Orions and the Venusians, you're looking much more, they have a, they have been much more to to your um to your classical music to the softer to the softer genres but it does literally vary from one race to the next okay let's continue on let's go to neil if i accidentally walked through a portal would i survive That depends on two major factors. Where the portal is heading, okay, and where, like, as in, going into the portal is the problem. But I will tell you, if said portal drops you onto onto Mercury, you're pretty much hooked. And there are portals that'll drop you off in the middle of space. And definitely a bad setup. Okay, but on the whole, there are lots of recording of, of reports of people, for instance, in the United States that accidentally walk through a portal and end up in England without their ID, without their any without any travel gear, including their money, because they weren't planning on going anywhere. In today's world it's a little better because you've got indirect it works pretty much around the world. But there are lots that end up disappearing from one location and ending up elsewhere. Perfectly fine. Usually a little disoriented. Let's go to Sweet Donnie Joe. Just out of curiosity, how can we tell the difference between a straight-up demon versus a negatively aligned extraterrestrial? Good question. Well, first of all, demons are a human construct. Demons are another issue altogether, but your, your traditional demon that you read about are based on the Christian religion and are, quite frankly, heavily modified from the reality of it. Now, negatively aligned extraterrestrials, um, if they're negatively aligned, and again, it's not one species, it would be the individual. Um, ultimately, there's not a whole lot of difference. They're still going to treat you pretty poorly. You know, Perhaps the biggest difference would be with the negatively aligned ones. They'll tell you what they're going to do to you before they torture you. Demons won't. With Sotictu for moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, you could show off your skin again. And you know what that means. Beach day. 
As a TIC2 inhibitor, Satic2 is the only once daily pill of its kind for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Ask your dermatologist about Satic2 today and learn more at SoClearlyYou.com. That's SoClearlyYou.com. Sotic2, Decravacitinib, is a prescription treatment for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who may benefit from systemic therapy or phototherapy. Don't take if you're allergic to Sotic2. Serious reactions can occur. Before treatment, get checked for infections, including tuberculosis. Sotic2 can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Serious infections, cancers including lymphoma, muscle problems, and changes in certain labs have occurred. Tell your doctor if you have a history of these events, or if you have an infection or symptoms like fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you have history of hepatitis B or C, liver or kidney problems, high triglycerides, or had a vaccine or plan to. So TIC2 inhibits TIC2, which is part of the JAK family. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors who use a JAK inhibitor are at increased risk for certain side effects, sometimes fatal. It's unknown if SOTIC2 has the same risks as JAK inhibitors. Call 1-888-SOTYKTU to learn more. AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. CTMobile.com. Which means your negatively aligned ones are far more adept at the torture idea. I don't know if that's if that's the, what you were expecting, but that's okay. Well, I'm about to drop the gloves with Mike in the chat room. He says, sorry, Dave. GNR are good, but not that good. They're pretty mediocre. Uh, I, I hope you stub your toe in the middle of the night trying to find your way to the bathroom, Mike. GNR are the greatest band in the history of rock and roll. History. And I will be seeing now, them Now, I'm October. going to have to go out on a limb here. And put my foot in my mouth and go, I assume the GNR means Guns N' Roses. Of course. Of course. Greatest rock band ever. As you well know, that's not my genre. I've got nothing against them by any stretch. Yeah, Mike Rivers is going to stub his toe tonight talking such blasphemous statements here. Holy cow. Okay, moving on. Let's go to Neil. If I accidentally, oh, we said that one. Let's go to Matt. Keith, are my remote viewings the product of my imagination, real, or both? Ultimately, they're both. Remote viewings are the imagination is your key to starting the to starting the process to remote viewing. The trick is when you do your remote viewing, write down what you see and get somebody else to check it out. That way you can get concrete proof of what you're seeing, of what you see and what you're calling your imagination. The more proof you have, the more you, the more confidence you have in that result. 
you'll gain the understanding that your remote viewings are actually working. So yeah, basically they are both, but they start in the imagination, and then you look for corroborating evidence. Three minutes left before we got to go to break at the top of the hour. Our Keith Andrews of the ET Connection continuing on. One of our favorite veterans who listens to the show, former Marine Black Dragon, is asking, what do all the ET races have in common? They're alive. <laughs> you know, sad to say that literally is the is the the fundamental same um, similarity between them. But all of the other thing they all pretty much all of them have in common is the every every member race of the consortium has a one world government. But we have to understand this is not a dictatorship. Okay, humans think one world means one person says this is the way the world runs. That is not what any of the other races have. Okay, they have a one world government, which really amounts to they've got what what kind of is, is similar in configuration to the UN, where you've got different representatives from all the different cultures with one individual that is, if you will, the spokesperson, you know, the speaker of the house type setup that keeps control of the flow of the, of the communication flow. But that is ultimately the biggest similarity between all of them. Other than that, their motivations, their interests, their focus are all very different. You know, if we take a look at the reptilian-based races, they have a lot in common. Most of them, number one, give give birth, they produce their offspring in eggs. Number two, they are primarily carnivorous, including carrion eaters and cannibals. Most of them will eat whatever is no longer moving, or what is moving and just puts up a little bit more of a fight. Okay, let's move on, Keith. Let's go back to Neil. Is Judgment Day inevitable? How about non-existent? Judgment Day itself is extremely overstated, and yes, I could go into more, but I like I told people, um, you want to go into that one in depth? Find you know, get me, get somebody that has a religious site that really wants to tangle with it. But Judgment Day is not when, if you believe in God, God gave you freedom of choice and free will. He's not coming down to to wipe you out because you didn't do what he wanted you to do. That's not free choice or free will. So, no, Judgment Day is not what you've been told. However, if mankind continues going down the path it's on right now, it will lead to the to bombing itself back to the Stone Age. It's done it multiple times before, and it's doing it's following the same path, and ultimately the same outcome. But it's not a question of Judgment Day; it's a question of natural natural consequence. On that note, Keith, we're going to get you to hold on because you are coming on this show for the full show tonight, and we got a ton of audience questions left for you my man they are jammed packed 
So we're going to continue on with our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection. All right. We will be ready for hour number three. Will you let the woo continue right after this? All right. We're clear, buddy. I'm going to put you back in the green room. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. Okay. That's okay. I'm going to the washroom and uh, getting a drink. Yeah, don't do both at the same time, though. Or from the same, or from the same faucet. Exactly. Be right back, people.
I'm back. Keith is back. Here we go. This is old school tonight, Keith. On on drink. Never heard of it before. Fanta? No, Fanta I've heard of. This is Pineapple Fanta. Mm. Weird. Hey, Donald Dean, how are you? I mean, Fanta's an old, an old style pop anyway. Uh, I just never heard of Pineapple. My son found it downtown. Right. Jimmy Casino, I've got all the questions lined up. Your questions are coming. Noble Patrick, how you doing? Guys, I got about 27 more questions here, so they're all in order. Uh, they're all coming up. So just bear with me. And don't forget, sign up for the Space Travelers Club today. The link is in the chat room right now. It's a good place to hang out with us and your fellow listeners. And remember, we don't charge for archives like other groups do. Just want you to hang out with us. Be there. Have some fun. You can do your shopping at spacedoutradio.com as well. Thank you, Donnie Cho, Pam H., Catherine, Mennonite Abe, Debster, and W. Decker for the great super chats tonight. Really appreciate it. All right. We got like 15 seconds. I'm way ahead of the game right now. Yeah, if we got 27, that gives us lots of time with the last hour to be able to actually get them done. All right, here we go, Keith. Okay, fire away. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Here we go with the third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. I am the guy behind the tinfoil hanging out with you, bringing you all the woo. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Please join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Efferent. Efferent is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag, follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and join our Space Travelers Club on Patreon. Here we go. Continuing on with our Keith Andrews of the ET Connection, hanging on out with our big man that we call Keith. How are you doing, buddy? Not bad at all. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad. I'm really to... happy with the turnout today. Yeah, it's packed. It's jam-packed. Let's go to Shiny Ray. Do these beings realize their mission, or could it not even know? Um, 
Well, that is about as ambiguous as we can get. Presumably, he's they're referring to the the ETs in general. Yeah. And on the whole, they know they're here to protect the planet, not to protect the human race. You know, some of them may not know, but the ones in their in their, if you will, you know, driver's seats, most of them are very aware of what the parameters are. Which is why off-worlders are not permitted to take on prominent seats in Parliament or in corporations. You know, they can't take on a societally influencing position. That also, by the way, eliminates them from the the major media moguls, you know, from sitting in, like, for instance, anchorman or anchorwoman positions. You know, they ju- they're not permitted to, so they just don't go there. And in answer to that neat little unvoiced question, if somebody for does defy the, the consortium and take on that position, they will be summarily executed. Not in public with the, with the humans, you know, in view of humans, but they will be removed. And then the person will have all of a sudden died of, you know, of a now you know, of suspicious causes or just they're not there anymore. Periodically they return replace them with uh, with an automaton. Okay, just to make sure that the human race is not actually sent down a spiraling wormhole. Right. Okay, let's move on here, my man. Let's go to Super Crazy. Do the aliens in the V miniseries Resemble any real aliens? Yes. They resemble quite clearly the Chituari. Okay. What they don't do with the show, the V, they show them entering, you know, infiltrating the human race in the upper echelon. The Chituari are a real race. They evolved on Earth. They are also the only reptilian race that I've run into that has actually four fingers and a thumb. The rest of them have three. But if you look at the at the um, at the the reptilians from V, you're looking at the Chitwari. Which means whoever it was that developed that show had some rather intriguing insight. At least in my experience. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Dirt Road. How do you spell Earth's real name? So we may address it properly. Y-T-S-A-U. Pronounced Itza. You know, she's who I contact when things are getting really out of hand in order to try and, and try and help her settle down when necessary. And yes, I have had corroborating evidence, but no concrete proof that I can say, here's absolute unre- you know, irrefutable proof that this worked. Only a lot of circumstantial evidence. You know, but that's what her name is. But she, she herself is a is a member of the Caboran race. And it's her that the off-worlders are here to protect. 
not the humans. Which is why when humans decided they were going to go to a global nuclear war threat, I believe it was 1996, that it went to DEFCON 1. And then all of a sudden, all of the missile silos got shut down. Because that kind of a war would have hurt Esau and her children. To heck with the human race. That wasn't the relative concern. This is also why they haven't shut down nuclear nuclear um, research. Because nuclear, nuclear power is a necessary step to understanding fusion and then fission reactions. So it is necessary, but you don't have to use it for killing people. There's all sorts of other ways that mankind already has that wouldn't cause that much damage. Okay, let's continue on. Let's go to Willard. Is the movie Transformers based on an actual race of Transformers that is kept hidden from the public? Uh, well, kept hidden from the public, yeah. Number one, let me grab the book here because, frankly, it's easier to find it that way than finding it on digital. Um, number one, they are not only kept hidden from the public, they're kept hidden from the government. You know, the government, you know, everybody thinks the government knows everything going on. Uh, where are we? The Xenon are an actual robotic race. Essentially what you see with the Transformers. Okay. What they do is they take a look at a biological entity and they create a mechanical conversion for it. Okay. This is how they are essentially born. Okay. And then much like when you saw the show, if you saw the show, um, batteries not included. Essentially, that's how they're brought to life, is they're, is they're overcharged. Kind of like a defib. You know, you kickstart the energy, the, the engine, away you go. But you don't want to deal with these guys, because if they actually get a handle on things, when, and like right now, they exist, and you've got a few, a few leading individuals that have arrived here. Are they in contact with any of the governments? No. Primarily because, in their opinion, humans are number one fragile, and number one in number two, maybe it's the other way around, inconsequential. They're organic; they don't matter. You know, so I mean, ultimately, the answer to the question is: Yeah, these the xenon are are an actual race of robotic of robotic individuals with true sentience and i'm not talking true ai okay with so tick for moderate to severe plaque psoriasis you could show off your skin again and you know what that means beach day as a tick 2 inhibitor so tick 2 is the only once daily pill of its kind for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis ask your dermatologist about so tick 2 today and learn more at so clearly that's so clearly 
Isotictu decravacitinib is a prescription treatment for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who may benefit from systemic therapy or phototherapy. Don't take if you're allergic to Sotictu. Serious reactions can occur. Before treatment, get checked for infections, including tuberculosis. Sotictu can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Serious infections, cancers including lymphoma, muscle problems, and changes in certain labs have occurred. Tell your doctor if you have a history of these events or if you have an infection or symptoms like fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you have history of hepatitis B or C, liver or kidney problems, high triglycerides, or had a vaccine or plan to. So Tic2 inhibits Tic2, which is part of the Jack family. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors who use a Jack inhibitor are at increased risk for certain side effects, sometimes fatal. It's unknown if So Tic2 has the same risks as Jack inhibitors. Call 1-888-SOTYKTU to learn more. AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years! Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. CTMobile.com. AI says it all. Artificial intelligence, also known as a program. Sentience is not artificial. It's evolutionary. You know, I hesitate to call it being kept hidden from the public because that would indicate that some part of the human body is, you know, some part of the human body uh, of the human population is in control. All right, let's go to the next question. Voices wants to know if you can levitate. Politely put, I did when I was a kid. I have since, for whatever reason, and I cannot give you the answer to that because I don't know it. I have forgotten how to pull that off. I also used to have psychokinetic and flight capability. And yes, this was corroborated by a number of people. But Due to the fact that it was on a military base, good luck getting the proof. And no, right now I cannot do so. Mm, I'd like to see that. I'd so would like. I. And if I ever figure it out, you I would probably show. Am I going to show the general public? I don't need to be another lab rat. Been there, done that, didn't like the t-shirt and hated the hat. Let's continue on, Keith. Let's go to Super Crazy. Was the best or Bet's Mystery Sphere, an alien object of some kind? Um, well, I'm going to have to be politely put, putting it this way. I have no clue what the Bet's Mystery Sphere is. It's a metal sphere about 8 inches in diameter weighing 22 pounds, uncovered by a family in Florida after a bushfire. Ah. In all likelihood, if it was that size, the answer would be yes. Exactly what it was, I don't know. I don't honestly. I don't have enough information on the thing, primarily because I never looked into it. 
Let's go to the corruption czar. Can an alien be as small as an insect? Absolutely. The Archon are microscopic to start and grow up to be planet eaters. You know, I mean, you take a look at that. That would be one example. But yeah, they can absolutely be that small. And by the way, that deadly. Let us continue. And go to Area 51. Do aliens drink alcohol? Well, in a manner of speaking. I mean, yeah, they there are some. I swear when you take a look at the Dwarven race, that is one thing that all of the mythologies have absolutely on the money. I swear these guys are pickled from birth. Because it's not just alcohol they drink, but 90% of their food is fermented. You know, then when you go to the Maldocs, you have literal blood wine. Okay, but the Maldocs do not bother with this idea of it just being a little thicker than normal. They make absolutely certain that it's got that extra kick. And yes, in answer to that wonderful question, a drunk drunk human, the blood from a drunk human does absolutely have a different taste to it than the blood from a sober human. You know, you talk to the Sanginan, and they will tell you quite readily, if they can find, if they're of that that age bracket, they will absolutely go looking for a drunk to get a, you know, to get a drink from, in as compared to a sober one. Okay, bud. Uh, Oh, sometimes these questions amaze me. President Zaddy wants to know, how do aliens reproduce? Which group? Um, you know, ultimately, a lot of them reproduce in the way that you would expect humans to. Okay. Um, there's one race, and let me just hit, I hit the search on this thing. This is why I keep the books I'm working on. Um why I keep them up on file here so I can find the things. There we go. These guys, the Targon, okay, they literally, when they are reproducing, they are asexual. They just literally explode to reproduce. Okay. And, of course, the larger they are, the larger explosion, which, as you can well imagine, creates a bit of a hiccup. Okay, there are some like the Zerzix that simply they they simply do, um, what is it called? I'm trying. I was going to call it myopic, but that's wrong. They they I forget um, myo myto, mitosis, where they literally simply cellularly divide. Okay, now most of most of the reptilian type. Let give they lay eggs, and then depending on the race, the eggs may be moved to a to a hatchery, and then evolve from there, or they may be raised by their own. Okay, let's move on to another question here. This one from Rocket Nine: Is Nibiru real? Well, it's a little hard to say it's not real. It's very definitely real, but it is not a planet. Nibiru 
is a ship. Quite, quite, quite simply put, it is manned by the Anunnaki. If you think about the trajectory that they show you for Nibiru, number one, humans have hit it right. It is coming back into the solar system. But if it were just a planet, at the size it is and the proximity to the other planets that it covers, it would turn the solar system inside out, simply by gravitational interference. With it being a ship, they can literally set up the gravitational buffers, thereby passing comfortably by the planet and by the other planets without turning them inside out or pulling them right out of orbit. But is it on its way back to wipe out mankind and start over? No. All right. Yo. Let's continue on here, Keith. Sandra wants to know, does Earth have a bad reputation? Not any more so than any other race or than any other planet. The thing with Earth is the off-worlders are literally afraid of humans. Humans are, number one, very arrogant, very volatile, and their creative capacity coupled with their ability to manipulate zero-point energy makes them a massive, makes them a massive threat to other races. It's just mankind doesn't realize it's got that ability, which is probably a good thing because the wars it would start um, would be, to say the least, fatal for the human race. All right. But does it have a bad rap? Uh, depends on who you talk to. Let's go to JSCO. What do you know about Chris Bledsoe's Lady in White? Can you share? So I know you probably aren't familiar with this, but the lady is, to Chris, a a religious deity combined from an extraterrestrial message. Which is intriguing. I met, I actually have met Chris. Um, do I know much about his lady in white? Um, I will tell you this. If it is what I suspect you're referring to, then it would make total sense. Okay. Um, is she per se a deity? By human standpoint, the answer would be yeah. Okay. And quite honestly, I suspect very strongly, but I would have to sort of ask a few questions of Chris to really verify it. I suspect very strongly that she is the same one that I wrote about, that I've written about in the Eldabachian Chronicles. Because what I've done is taken a lot of the different races that I've already run into and included them in the functional storyline, which, you know, quite frankly, is a little different way of doing it. But I suspect he's essentially right. And by human standards, she would qualify as a deity, except she is not a deity that mankind actually worships. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to Tim Othman. R. Keith, do the small greys have four or five digits on their hands? Four. Three fingers and a thumb. Mind you, the reality of it is that, that third finger 
works like a thumb. Okay, in other words, their fingers connect this way quite nicely. Now, some races, though, do have the um, five fingers, though. Some do, yes. Okay. Now, are you talking about some races of the of the grays? Yes. Or are we talking just some races? Yeah, some races of the if grays. We're talking, yes. There are different configurations for grays. There are at least 15 different configurations. Much like there are seven or eight different configurations of humans. Right. Now, humans tend to be different in color. Okay. The zeta and the reticulans tend to be different in, in skeletal configuration. You know, like, for instance, your zeta reticulans tend to have three fingers and a thumb. Your, your um, beta reticulans tend to have four fingers and a thumb. Okay, and they work, their hands work very much like humans. Okay. And then you've got another group, like I said, You've got at least 15 races of the reticulans that I'm aware of, and that's just counting the short ones. That's not counting the, the Zeta Reticulan D, which are your four and a half, five foot controllers. Okay, let's continue on. Let's go to Pixie Lara. Have humans, as a race or species, ever occupied Mars? Uh, you know, as a as a full civilization, no. But as pockets, they are. I don't mean they have. I mean they are. Right now, they already have that I'm aware of. At least two and two. I don't want to call them settlements because because well, they're just not that fully interactive. But you'll notice that the that the rover never sees them. Okay. That's primarily because of the fact, like the Martokians, they are the the human settlements are underground. There is an entire underwater underground ecosystem. Okay, they're not on the surface because, let's face it, the surface just ain't habitable. Even the Martokians left it left it alone centuries back. Well, honestly, millennia back. But yes, humans are over there. This is why when back in the early 2000s, when mankind came out and said, oh, we landed a, a rover on Mars, I was looking at it going, well, back in the 70s when you did it, that when you first did it, that might have been news. Now, not so much. All right, Keith, we got 30 seconds. I'm not sure if we have time for another question, but we're going to try and burn through as many questions as we can in the next half hour. I can't believe how awesome our audience live has been in our chat room. And uh, you know what? It's always good to have that interaction, my man. Oh, I mean, this has been phenomenal tonight. This is so much easier to work with. Right. Well, we got Keith for another half an hour here. On Spaced Out Radio, we're going to continue it when we return. More questions from you in our audience. What a show it's been so far. 
Real old school spaced out radio tonight. For our radio side, we usually don't go three hours with an interview, but we are tonight with our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Good morning, Judith in Hungary. And the Lone Wanderer is wondering, our Keith, what is the Coven going to contact him? Well, two major factors. Covens don't, on the whole, contact somebody. You got to track down the coven. And exactly when, I don't even know where you are at this point. Okay, but find out if you go to any one of the metaphysical shops in your area, they will likely be able to put you in touch with one. Okay, and that just boils down to asking. Mm Mm-hmm. Give me one second, Keith. Sure, Dave. Uh, first off, uh, who, Sapphire Elf, if you're listening, calling my listeners racists and uh, insulting them with a bunch of lefty pricks. Um, we don't need that in the chat room. Politics doesn't uh, mean a damn thing in here, and you don't make the rules. There's only one set of rules for our chat room, and that is mine, and they are uh, set by me, myself, and I. So our room is for everybody, those on the left, those on the right, those on the center. And if you unsub, too bad. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. I really don't care. But you never, ever call my audience a bunch of racists or, or piggish comments like that. I, I don't care anymore. I don't. There are certain things I don't put up with, and that is something just like that. So you can, uh, uh, you're pretty much done here. So just uh, don't go away mad. Just go away. There we go. Sorry, Keith. Oh, no problem. Yeah. I've unfortunately seen that happen with a couple of, there's been a couple of, <sighs> Um, viewers I've seen in different chat rooms that have a similar band and usually get met with about the same acceptance. You know, what you did was rather polite compared to what I was thinking. Well, I I just don't feel like exploding tonight. Normally comments like his would make me go absolute batshit crazy, but not tonight. Michael Fontaine, how you doing? Hey, he'd been um, he'd been challenging me to block him all night long, so I just got he has asked that I'm aware of two other stations to block him. Now, from my standpoint, I just look at it this way: you ha- it doesn't matter who the who the the uh, guest is or not guest, but who the person is that's in the chat room. You want to be blocked? There's this funny little thing called called a hang up button. Yeah, I know. know. I just hate doing it. Just drives me nuts. 
I've only had to do it to one person in the two years I've been running and that I've had my show. I've only had to, to actually block one person. Yeah. Which I am eternally grateful for. You yeah. Know, I do feel for you, Dave, though, because somebody like, you know, a problem a, like that, it, it really it takes, puts a damper on a lot of things. It really takes a lot for me to block a person. But Oh, yeah, I've seen that. But when you start calling my audience racists, these are some of the best people in the world right here. And, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I've told so many people. It was literally the people in this room that fought with that really pushed me for six months before I even started my own channel. Yeah. I and they you. still push. I mean, it was them a year ago, the people in here that were like, no, 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 you don't stop. It's still necessary. You know, but the, the questions, the questions tonight have been absolutely phenomenal. They have been. All right, buddy, hold on right there. We are going to, uh, uh, um, go to break. <laughs> no, we're going to get going here. Uh, don't forget. Uh, oh God, I'm forgetting rich buddy. How you doing? Welcome to the chat. Uh, thank you. W Decker, Deb, Mennonite, a mama, Catherine, Pam H and Donnie Cho for the super chats tonight. I bombshell bomber. How you doing? You can shop and get your swag at spacedoutradio.com and join the Space Travelers Club as well. Here we go, everyone. for the final half hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Always appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you've missed most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Join the Space Travelers Club on Patreon. Here we go, our Keith Andrews. We've got him till the top of the hour here. Keith, it's been an amazing show with amazing questions from our listeners tonight. We're going to continue this right now i hope you're having fun i am i mean it's it's days like this that make it possible to go this long if it's moving slowly i can get tired i've been up since four o'clock this morning so you figure it out (laughs) all right let's continue on buddy let's go to united we stand is it possible all alien species will decide to abandon mankind completely technically it's possible Is it likely? I wouldn't hold my breath expecting it. You see, the human race right now is in a... With Sotictu for moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, you could show off your skin again. And you know what that means. Beach day. 
As a TIC2 inhibitor, Satic2 is the only once daily pill of its kind for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Ask your dermatologist about Satic2 today and learn more at SoClearlyYou.com. That's SoClearlyYou.com. Sotic2, Decravacitinib, is a prescription treatment for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who may benefit from systemic therapy or phototherapy. Don't take if you're allergic to Sotic2. Serious reactions can occur. Before treatment, get checked for infections, including tuberculosis. Sotic2 can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Serious infections, cancers including lymphoma, muscle problems, and changes in certain labs have occurred. Tell your doctor if you have a history of these events, or if you have an infection or symptoms like fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you have history of hepatitis B or C, liver or kidney problems, high triglycerides, or had a vaccine or plan to. So TIC2 inhibits TIC2, which is part of the Jack family. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors who use a Jack inhibitor are at increased risk for certain side effects, sometimes fatal. It's unknown if SOTYC2 has the same risks as Jack inhibitors. Call 1-888-SOTYKTU to learn more. AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. See T-Mobile.com. Nominally exciting period for most of the off-world races. And that is because of the socioeconomic, the xenosocioeconomic evolutionary standpoint they're at right now. Mankind is either going to learn how to work together or blow itself right back to the Stone Age and start over. So it's extremely exciting if you're if you're a, a social a social buff. You know, picture if you will watching civilization go through that transition. And watching it in real time, without actually having the the the, you know, without having the lifespan of a gnat. You know, I mean, you look at the Laborians. Okay, now the Laborians are trapped here at this point. They're not. They're they're off worlders, but they live so long that they have outlived the entire. The youngest of them is quite frankly. Almost older than the than the human race itself, but I would not be expecting them to turn their ba- all of the races to turn their back. First and foremost, we gotta remember, Earth itself is a Kaboran. It is an alien race, and it can't exactly turn its back on humankind. Something to do with the fact that well, they're honor. Gotcha. All right, let's move on. Let's go to voices. Do dragons exist? Absolutely. Most of them currently have moved on to the astral plane, mind you. 
you know, they're either on the astral plane at this point or they are, or they're living in what you call, man, what most people call inner earth. Okay. You will once in a while see one out and about, but the people that do see them will sit there going, that wasn't real. I, you know, that was my imagination. But dragons are very real. All right. And yes, they are very dangerous. Simon wants to know, why do E.T. show themselves to some and not to others, even though you might want them to? Well, first and foremost, Simon, um, it's not so much they show themselves to some and not others. That's an individual base on their part. Many people that go, I want to see them, really do not know what they're asking for. And the massive majority of people that have gone, I really want to see one, cannot literally handle the appearance of them. Okay. I mean, and it's no disrespect to anybody, but it's very much like many, many men have gone into delivery rooms going, I want to see the operation, and yet they will pass out the moment they see it. They think they want to see it, but they're not emotionally or mentally ready to cope cope with it. And the off-worlders know, in many cases, they know which ones are going to be able to handle it. Because one of their primary directives is to make sure they do as little disruptive damage to the individual as possible. And shattering their mind is definitely a lot of da- is definitely a lot of damage. But ultimately, that would be the problem. But it's not meant uh, to say that one person is more more valuable or more evolved than another. It's just we know this one's going to fall apart. We know when that one won't likely. So we'll deal with the one that won't likely fall apart. All right. Let's ultimately on. that's what they're looking at. All right, Keith. Jimmy wants to know, if aliens are abducting people, what's happening to the abducted? Are they eaten, used off-world? The massive majority are, they, they're, they've had, they're having body um, fluid and or cell samples taken. Their mind, their mind matched over with a, with a false memory. And then they get put back. The massive majority are returned from whence they came. Okay, sometimes with a little bit of a hiccup. As in, oops, we put the clothes on the wrong person. Or, dang it, we put them in the wrong house. Sorry, guys. Sad part is, this is usually a rookie return return team that didn't get the message right. Okay. Um, Yes, some of them do get shipped off-world. If a Tormenon grabs you, the odds are you're getting sold. Okay, it's just that simple. Okay, if a if a tech like grabs you, odds are you dinner. But that said, none of the Terran governments have a contract to receive any sort of technological help in exchange for bodies. Okay, it just doesn't work that way. Number one, the consortium isn't permitted to do it. That's something that is one of their directives that stopped that from happening. All right, let's move on. Debster would like to know, do aliens watch humans in private moments together? If you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean, and the answer is yes. 
How else are you going to learn about about human reproductive reproductive rituals? Now, ultimately, so yeah, the answer is definitively yes. And sometimes what happens is they'll introduce two people from different parts of the world. They'll hit it off. Then they put them back on the other two parts of the world, you know, back in their original places. And those two people will spend the next several years trying to find the person they connected with. Also known as what you would call a match made in heaven. Perfect. Well, let's see if we can make a match with this question here. Let's go to Nikki. There's a rather famous psychic spoonbender, a.k.a. Uri Geller, who recently posted a photo of a gray female who wasn't wearing a tight suit that showed her private parts. Do you remember these grays like this? Um, I've seen, you know, I've, uh, from my standpoint, because of the length of time I've been dealing with them, I've seen grays. Oh, okay, what you guys are calling grays. These are the Zeta Reticulans. And, you know, I've never seen the picture that you're referring to, so I can't do anything with that one. But, uh, okay, um, what, you know, I, I couldn't even tell you if it was a, if it was a Photoshop uh, photo or not. All I know is that they do have their, they do have their own bodies, obviously. Keith, the picture of the alien I've put up on our YouTube channel for our audience to see. Uh, this one here, I, I really don't know how to explain this one uh, or whether you can even tell if it's male or female. You know, I don't get it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I see the one beside the guy. You're talking on the right-hand side of the screen there. Yes. Yeah, that one you can tell is female, but it's not the physiological configuration that you're looking at. It's the jawline. Okay. You know, it's the facial configuration that tells you it's female. But what they're showing there... Okay, the thing with the grays, with the zeta reticulans, and much more, um, I can't tell, that looks like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, my eyesight doesn't always work as well as I'd like, but that thing's got four fingers and a thumb, right? If you look at, yes. the, at the descending left. Yes. That's a, that is a beta reticulum. Okay. Now, that said... This one's still female. You can tell because of the configuration, because of the facial configuration. Okay. Makes sense. Thank you for that, Keith. Appreciate that. Let's go to slow motion. How many alien races are there? I have heard tell of in excess of 2,500 in the consortium itself. Okay. I've personally dealt with over a hundred of them, but let's face it, that's a drop in the bucket. Moving on. Simon would like to know, what are our governments really afraid of? Seems more than just money and power. Um, the governments of Earth, number one, we got to remember, first and foremost, they're human. 
Secondly, they are most afraid of, frankly, themselves and their own, shall we say, darker design predilections. Okay. Everything else is a smokescreen. You know, they are afraid of losing control of what they've got. And there's a funny misconception there, but they actually don't have as much control as they think they do. But to be clear, we have to keep the government in play, the government setup in place, because it works. Yes, we require different politicians in there. Honest might be an idea. But the fact of the matter is, the government model is working. Okay. You know, the thing you got to remember, they're afraid of a lot of things. And you got to remember, the second that they, and because they're human, they see a ship coming in that they don't understand themselves, they're going to do just like virtually every other human. They're going to go into panic right off the hop. This is why many of the governments do this really bizarre thing. They open fire and then go, are you friendly? Now, I don't know about you, Dave, but if somebody shoots at me and then asks if I'm friendly, the answer is no. I hear you. But ultimately, that's what they're afraid of. Let's move on. Eight minutes and a bunch of questions to go. Super Crazy wants to know, are there any alien races that are less technologically advanced than us? Absolutely. But none are members of of um, of the Galactic Consortium. Well, I shouldn't say that. See, the Zerziks are way less technologically advanced. They don't have a body anymore. Neither do the Vrozik, the Yumion. You know, these are all races that, and of course, the Archon don't have technology, period. But they are members of the Galactic Consortium, as are the Kaboran, which clearly do not have a technological base. Right. But the Kaboran are planets. Now, every Kaboran is a planet or a planetoid. Every planet or planetoid is not necessarily Kaboran. All right, Keith. Debster wants to know, do aliens watch humans in intimate moments? Absolutely. Kind of like humans watch animals in intimate moments. Or humans, for that matter. It's still uh, it's still an issue of learning about humans and how they interact. And yes, in answer to that question, nobody's bothering to ask. Yes, some aliens have been known to keep a human as a pet. You know, if you will, kind of like having a monkey in the house. I know, people don't like the idea of humans being kept as a pet, but... I believe politely put it would be oops. Let's go to Tracy. How involved are the aliens with the US Secret Space Force? Um from an observational standpoint, pretty much altogether. Uh as far as participating as in lending technical um expertise and or guidance, to the best of my knowledge, not at all. They were told keep their hands off it. This is mankind's evolutionary path. Mankind either gets it right or doesn't. 
but they do not need somebody handing, you know, handing a child with a tricycle the keys to a Maserati, to a Maserati or a Formula One. So mankind has to develop this at its own speed, or it won't get off the planet safely. So hopefully that answers the question. The reality is the the off-worlders are not build are not um, they do not have a functional influence on what the humans are doing. Now I have no doubt humans are taking some of what they see the alien ships doing and doing their best to either emulate them or reverse engineer them. They're absolutely humans are absolutely doing that part of it. But I don't know if you want to call that being y'all being involved. I hear you there, buddy. I hear you there. Four minutes and we got a couple questions left. Let's go to Sapphire. What's the difference between Asian Naga and Western Reptilian? Um, a fair chunk. Number one, the Western Reptilian. The Naga, I mean, they're both a reptilian base. And we call them reptilian simply because of their appearance. But the the, the Naga are much more along the lines of a snake-like body, whereas the reptilians are usually bipedal. And it varies whether they've got a tail or whether they don't. But that's the biggest difference. They still are, they're still both reproduced by laying eggs. They still are both carnivorous. Okay, but the one big difference you might be looking at is the Naga will feed off of the emotional base on a human. In other words, you scare the daylight out of a, out of a human and the Naga will feed off of that energy and they will bleed it dry. The, the reptilians on the whole will simply eat their, eat their prey. Won't necessarily kill it, but they will eat it. Well, that'll kill it. All right. But I think, I think that's pretty much the biggest difference. Keith, let's go to Peppa H. Are any current celebrities aliens? Not that I'm aware of. Primarily because they, they are forbidden. The off-worlders are forbidden to take primary, you know, primary public locations. Okay, they have to stay out of mainstream powerhouses. And many of the, of the, you know, of the celebrities and what have you end up as social, social powerhouses one way or the other. The consortium actually forbids it from being done. Because humans have to evolve on humans' path, not on the off-worlders' path. Sounds now, good. I will not argue the point that some, that some off-worlders do end up getting into a show, and you might find one or two, and I cannot give you names, nor even if I could, would I, but some will become what you would call a one-hit wonder. Okay, it's the closest I can tell you, and I can't tell you which one. Most celebrities of any form are human. Final question of the night, Keith. From the Lone Wanderer, do you have any tips for astral projection? I feel like someone is trying to stop me every time I do it. Um, number one, 
the biggest problem you're having, I don't feel anybody stopping you so much as when the separation starts to happen, it feels very weird. And that weird feeling, because it's almost like a tearing feeling. And that feeling, in most cases, a new a new astral traveler will panic and drop themselves back into their body. It really boils down to make certain when you go to do it, find a comfortable place when you're wide awake and concentrate on stepping out of the body that way. You may only get out a little bit to start with, but it's just a, an issue of repeated efforts. I don't feel you're being blocked so much as your own fear of that really weird setup. And I think fear might be a little strong of a word. It's probably better stated as apprehension because it is a weird feeling. But do you make your efforts to try to separate while you're wide awake, not when you're tired? That's your best move to overcome it. Keith, as always... A fantastic show here from you on Spaced Out Radio. And I tip my hat to you, my friend, because I can actually do that wearing a hat. But number two, you are amazing with our audience. And thank you for going the distance tonight, my man. Very much appreciate you. Not a problem at all. If you'd be kind enough to, and I forget which one it is, but wish the, the happy birthday to the appropriate person, that would be really appreciated. Of course, my man, of course. And uh, we'll get you to hold on here while we get to say goodnight to our radio people because we love it on our terrestrial affiliates around North America. We do. Saga 960 in Mississauga, Ontario, down in Ridgecrest, California, KZFX, the big Z or Z as we call it up here in Canada. Bellingham, Washington, KZAX. 99, Rock the Key in Noonan, Georgia. And of course, the Bull and the Rattler are good friends in Apache Junction, Arizona. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at work, at home, in your cars. Wherever you may be, thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAB, Facebook, Spreaker, LinkedIn, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter, hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night.
With Sotictu for moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, you could show off your skin again. And you know what that means. Beach day. As a Tic2 inhibitor, Sotic2 is the only once daily pill of its kind for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Ask your dermatologist about Sotic2 today and learn more at SoClearlyYou.com. That's SoClearlyYou.com. Sotic2, Decravacitinib, is a prescription treatment for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who may benefit from systemic therapy or phototherapy. Don't take if you're allergic to Sotic2. Serious reactions can occur. Before treatment, get checked for infections, including tuberculosis. Sotic2 can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Serious infections, cancers including lymphoma, muscle problems, and changes in certain labs have occurred. Tell your doctor if you have a history of these events, or if you have an infection or symptoms like fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you have history of hepatitis B or C, liver or kidney problems, high triglycerides, or had a vaccine or plan to. So Tick 2 inhibits Tick 2, which is part of the Jack family. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors who use a Jack inhibitor are at increased risk for certain side effects, sometimes fatal. It's unknown if So Tick 2 has the same risks as Jack inhibitors. Call 1-888-SOTYKTU to learn more. AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. See T-Mobile.com.